right now, in the lead up to Halloween, things are spooky. They are. They spookoween, Halloween, Hallow's Eve. We're coming up to it, and today I've got yet another spooky topic that I want to get into. The year is 2016. The time of year, October, or at least the lead up to October in the same time now. And what was the number one fear plaguing the hearts and minds of American, Australian, and Canadian, and England, English parents? Oh, I, know, I, know, I think I might know this. That was destroying society threatening children and adults alike that was going to tear apart the very bonds of what make us a civilization. What is it? Killer clowns. Do you remember in 2016, this was all anyone could talk about, was the clowns that were like, like were hanging around and going to attack and things like that. I remember this. I'm sure you remember this as well. I'm sure a lot of people out there remember this too. It was a big thing. And so... I've done a little bit of Googling and research, and that's what I'm going to do the report on today, is the 2016 killer clown epidemic. Ooh, yeah. It is an epidemic. Well, arguably it's an epidemic. There's, we, we talk about it a lot, but there's definitely some stuff. So... August, September, October, yeah, two months before the kind of it really hit. It all began in August of 2016. When uh, in, where was it? It was in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Oh, Wisconsin. Yeah, always, always <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. In Green Bay, Wisconsin, when a five photographs were taken of a creepy-looking clown holding a four black balloons and he was walking this clown was taken pictures of this clown was taken of him walking through various underpasses and walking in a spooky bridge late at night at around 2 a.m these pictures were uploaded to the internet and pretty soon achieved a viral following so a lot of people especially in the green bay area were like what on earth is this bloke doing people thought it was a stunt for a movie people thought it was just some weird like pervert doing some weird pervert stuff no one really knew but everyone was decisively afraid and pretty soon a facebook page was made to kind of keep a track of the clown if he ever rocked up again in green bay wisconsin and the one facebook uh facebook member of the group very quickly named the clown as gags the green bay clown right this becomes viral news sites are reporting on them and um and and uh, and various other like there's a there's a news program in like local Wisconsin news and then like it's picked up by some national news like oh creepy clown ter- and you know that's like an easy thing to make a news report out of creepy clown terrorizes sleepy uh, Wisconsin town you know that sort of thing clown sightings started cropping up in other parts of Wisconsin and then other states in America 
America, and it started to become what we know as the uh, the killer clown epidemic in 2016. And it was spread so fast and so wide due to the increased media coverage and the increased posts on social media and stuff like that, that it would spread to... Uh, Every U.S. state, there would be at least one clown attack or clown sighting. And by the way, when I say clown sighting, I don't just mean people saw clowns. I mean that clown sightings were in con- in in uh, clowns in incongruous places. Do you like that word, Jake? Incongruous. Yeah. It means different to where you would normally be. I like the word incongruous. Uh, it would uh, clown sightings would spread to every U.S. state and eighteen other countries worldwide. Eighteen other countries, Australia included, and all sorts of people were going all sorts of crazy over this. Target pulled its clown masks from online stores in reaction to the scare. Ronald McDonald had less showings due to the clown scare, so McDonald's reacted that way as well. Um, There were schools that uh, banned clown costumes, that banned clown masks and stuff like that. Um, uh, My own school, where I went, told us to come to school because there had been threats to the school that, like, a clown purge was going to happen on this day, and people were like... Oh, I don't want to go to the school because I might get uh, like attacked, jumped by a clown, and so the school had to assure us that, like, no, it's gonna be fine. But there was a police presence at the school that day due to the threat, right? And that's the thing—you have to take this sort of stuff seriously because one in a hundred times it might be real, and you don't want to be caught with your pants down. You know what I mean? It spread so much, and this was the most buckwild thing I found, is that the Russian embassy of the UK tweeted out to Russian citizens in in London and in England and stuff to, quote, beware of clowns. Like, the Russian embassy is tweeting about this. Like, this was on everyone's minds, right? It was nuts. It was huge. But interestingly, not the first time that this sort of thing has happened. This is like clown scares and clown mania like this has actually occurred before. There's a precedent for it. And it has something to do with coolrophobia. You heard that word before? It is a fear of clowns. It's the fear of clowns, coolrophobia. So this sort of thing has happened a lot. And the kind of a stereotype of the killer clown while it has its roots in Edgar Allan Poe work and I mean I mean it's it's pretty easy to just say like oh clowns are supposed to be fun what if murder like that's not a hard writing leap if you want to do something but the real killer clown legacy was cemented with the murders uh with the serial killing uh of John Wayne Gacy you heard of this guy yes, I've heard of him. very spooky stuff very unsettling stuff but yeah, obviously, um, he uh, cemented the idea of a killer clown in the in the late seventies, and then in the uh, the early eighties, there was this kind of um, in Boston, there was a lot of reports of uh, in in like nineteen eighty one, I think, there were a lot of reports being called into the police by parents saying that their children had seen a clown around the place. Sometimes it was a half naked clown. Sometimes it was a clown like one uh, like driving around in a van offering candy and money and stuff like that. The 80s is also when we really started to get scared about like stranger danger and all that sort of stuff. 
it's not the first time it's happened, like I said, in the in, in early 80s in Boston. But again, it happened again in uh, 1991 in America, this time in Chicago, where a lot of children were reporting seeing strangers dressed up as a character named Homie D. Clown, which I looked him up. He's a pretty funnily dressed clown. He looks pretty funny. But um, of Homie D. Clown wandering around the streets. Police were getting report after report of children reporting to their parents that they saw a strange man uh, uh, driving a van dressed up as a clown, right? Now, the problem was is that most of these reports weren't credible. Like, they uh, they were seeing the same guy, like the same guy dressed up as Homie D. Clown, but they were seeing him all over Chicago. It was kind of unbelievable that a serial, like if they were an, a, a child abductor or something like that, that they were traveling this distance and like not even near schools and stuff, just anywhere. And and it was always children making the reports like to their parents and the parents were called the police. And that's interesting because we'll, we'll, we'll get to that later. Remember when I said that they somewhat they made a Facebook page very quickly after they'd kind of brought up the brought up the the green gags the Green Bay Clown and also named him Gags the Green Bay Clown. Well, turns out that was no accident, my friend. Uh, the the remember when I said that the the clown uh, gags they thought it was like a, a thing for a movie. Turns out. That was true. It was actually marketing for a film, specifically for Gags, a short film about a clown terrorizing a sleepy Wisconsin town. Yeah, and so the bloke who wrote it, his name was... uh, Adam Kravick. He was the writer and director of Gags. Uh, It's available on Amazon Prime, if you want. It was first released as a short film to pretty good reviews and then was released as a feature length film to less than favorable reviews but it uh, he still worked on it and that is where like uh like it actually came from imagine being the guy who started this whole clown craze epidemic indirectly he's responsible for like stabbings and stuff and like cases of people getting arrested that was the whole reason why this started why why this clown thing became so big why people were worried to go to school all this sorts of stuff that will at least that was the cause right but and i wanted to talk about um i, I want to talk about the why why this happened because like it's not it's kind of a big logical leap right to see a clown on the news in america and say that's happening where i am or or to to see clowns and kind of connect these dots you know what i mean but it is actually a recorded albeit not very well known human phenomenon named uh, mass hysteria or the more technical name is mass psychogenic illness or MPI it's a spooky name for something psychogenic illness just the the that name just brings chills and mass psychogenic illness oh my goodness so MPI it's not really that well understood and it's not in the uh, DSM DSM D- 
the yeah DSM five right, which is the the like the record of all like like mental disease and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, it's not in the DSM, but it is recognized as a uh, a serious thing. And a lot of people are kind of crying out to say like, hey, we should be paying a lot more attention to this, right? Mass psychogenic illness is what it basically, or mass hysteria, you probably kind of know what it is, but as a definition, it's that it's when a large group of people uh, often of different social classes, different backgrounds, all of this sort of stuff, have delusions or, or, or uh, uh, like, like physical reactions to a social or psychological thing that's happening, right? And they are contagious, just like regular diseases, but often spread through sight, sound, or, or oral, like, telling of the stories and stuff. So really, me just talking about this is kind of spreading it in a way, you know what I mean? You may see more clowns in your day-to-day than you were expecting because I'm talking about this because it's the way the human brain works right we're social creatures and so when our social group starts behaving in one way we kind of follow that behavior because it's a survival trait as not to be left behind exactly it's survival through numbers and through being accepted with the majority and stuff like that but because we're not flawless creatures that uh that drive that that chemical that process in our brains can sometimes go like absolutely crazy mass hysteria is most prevalent in a, in a in like again we don't know what causes it but it is most prevalent in a couple things number one uh in st- in society societal stressful situations so not just you're stressed about your homework but your school is stressed about the exams right or not just you're worried about climate change but everything you see on the news is about climate change and also stress in terms of like uh uh stopping everyday life or 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 repressing people's desires this often comes up in incredibly tight-knit religious communities nunneries or or or, uh, isolated towns that are very religious this sort of thing uh this can happen because of this kind of social feedback loop that occurs and then it's all that anyone's talking about it's all that you can think about there's a, a there's a lot of real examples of this happening on smaller scales obviously less examples of it happening on larger scales but definitely it also happens quite frequently in children remember when i was talking about how all those children across chicago were experiencing the same things this this lines up with that actually the more i researched mass hysteria the more i kind of realized how well the clown epidemic fit into mass hysteria children and the reason it affects children is because children are often highly extroverted and highly neurotic and so like with these two uh, things it means that they pass information around very very quickly and believe and 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 take on things very very easily right there's also a lot of uh, mentions of women experiencing it as well now maybe women are more susceptible to this but what seems far more likely to me is that uh, like in history women have just been put in a more stressful or uh, restricted way of life which is like which is another aspect that causes these sorts of outbreaks so whether or not it's actually like uh, a catalyst for it I don't, I, I don't think so but regardless right so uh, I've got one more thing to talk about and it's just I wanted to give some other examples of mass hysteria famously 
probably the most famous historical case of mass hysteria was the dancing plague of the Middle Ages. Yeah, you remember this. You remember this. This is when all of those people would dance to the exhaustion or to the point of death in the Middle Ages when they were all like, and and if you saw them, some people would join them, some people wouldn't. And it was theorized that the reason that this happened, I mean, back at the time, they thought it was either a tarantula bite or possession from evil spirits. But now we kind of know that it was most likely because they... um because there was so much like stress and they were had such rigid short like difficult lives and stuff like that that this kind of just came out this is actually interestingly uh, this the dancing plague actually crops up a lot in history it is not a one time occurrence I th- what I thought was interesting is this is a different kind of mass psychogenic illness that's actually called a mass motor illness, where instead of it affecting you psychologically with delusions, it like makes you move uh, in, in, in strange ways. There was also uh, nunneries were a big place for this sort of thing, especially in the 15th century. There was a nunnery in Germany where according to reports, one nun. Now, bear in mind, nuns at the time didn't want to be there. They were often forced into nunneries by their families. It was a very rigid lifestyle with very hard labour. They were consigned to a life of poverty and had, and, and were and, and were forced into abstinence of sex, right? So, like, it was an incredibly difficult life for these women. And so one day, according to, 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 the, to the story, uh, one woman just starts meowing, just on her own and then a couple other nuns also start meowing and after enough nuns were doing it it became so structured that these nuns would be meowing for hours a day at the same time at the same time of day all at once right they only stopped because they were threatened to be beaten by soldiers because it was becoming annoying to the local townsfolk around the nunnery yeah right freaky and also there was another case in nunneries of uh, these nuns, they started biting one another. Like one nun bit another nun and then they just kept biting one another like zombies or something like that. And they only stopped due to just like actual exhaustion. That's how a lot of these um, these uh, uh, mass psychogenic illnesses end is just because people get exhausted and aren't able to continue. The same is with a, uh, a school in Malaysia where there was a psycho, a psych, a mass psychogenic illness where students couldn't stop screaming until they like had had, had like like uh, hurt their vocal cords so much that they couldn't do it anymore and stuff like that and um like this stuff freaks me out like right this is like reading about an SCP or something and it's a thousand percent real. There was also a really interesting case that was recorded a couple of years ago also in Germany. This YouTuber got really popular and this YouTuber had Tourette's and in their videos would exhibit the, the, the Tourette's tick that they had. And they uh, there was a surprising uptick in this same uh, uptick tick. I, I don't want to say that too much. There was a surprising uh, increase of diagnoses of ter- uh, like Tourette's with the same sort of tick that a lot of people, like lo- young girls in Germany were experiencing and stuff like that. And it's like there was no pattern to it other than that they had all seen and uh, 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 kind of enjoyed this YouTuber's content, right? Which leads to the, the the conclusion that this is another one of these mass psychogenic illnesses, but it's a, it's it's spreading over the internet. Remember how I said that it spreads via like visual and, and oral transmission and stuff like that? 
Yeah, yeah, that's that's another example, but this can happen also over online and stuff like that, or at least that's the theory, right? What's important to remember about everything I'm saying here is that it is we are so in the dark about this aspect of human psychology. It's really, really, really obscure, right? And obviously, one of the more recent, one of the more recent mass uh, mass psychogenic illnesses was the clown craze of 2016 and that's where i'm going to end today that's the that that's a compulsive history a conclusive history i hope at least of the clown craze of 2016 freaky sure but definitely very very interesting that was Ropology with Harry, Jake, and McGee. Yeah, this was recorded by Inspire Passionate Lives Radio, so I want to thank them for using the recording equipment, and I want to thank you too for the use of your beautiful voices. Let me in the building. (laughs) (laughs) You can tune in every Thursday from 6am to 9am at Australian Western Standard Time. See ya.